Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. September 1st, 2022, a day a lot of folks have been waiting for. It's not our game day, but it is a game day. Football back. We say it like 30 times throughout the summer, like when the preseason starts, when fall camp starts, when there's preseason (laughs) games, when week zero, Roush's audio sounds distorted, maybe just yelling. Nobody really knows for sure, but welcome in to another edition of Kentucky Roll Call. The season is here. It's here today. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. I'm going to throw it over to my buddy Nick Roush because he seems excited. Words. Yes, they're, they're going to be hard today. I'm so excited. I woke up with a pep in my step, crying kid, can't hold me down, can't slow me down because, folks, we got football tonight and we got lots of it. Not just like, oh, here's a little preseason or, oh, no, we get primetime, sold-out stadiums, rivalries, oh, so back. Yes. Glad that you are excited. It's fun to hear. Uh, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think I'll be like this probably more on Saturday, but I cannot wait for tonight's games. It's uh, it's gonna be nice just to get home, turn on the TV, and just be back, be back. Justin Kalen, how the heck are you? I am not nearly as hyped as you all. Partly because college football isn't necessarily at the top of the list for me. I do get excited about it, but yeah, I'm I'm more excited about the opportunity to win money. If that makes sense, like well, I, I don't really care about the games. I just want to win money off of them. That's that's because you you grew up cheering for Indiana. That's I mean there. I know you might may have said that tongue in cheek, but I think there's probably some truth to that. Even cheek and tongue, I, Roush. I can't lie. Like I I can empathize with Scoots because I have been in his shoes before, where I've always been really excited about the college football season, but when your teams. Expected to go two and ten, three and nine, four and eight, 
could they get could they potentially get a fifth win you still get excited and you still can get optimistic about it but it does kind of change your outlook and Kentucky's fan base I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers or step on any toes or anything like that but Kentucky's fan base has been there before where it's been like yay it's football season I'll get excited about it maybe the cats will surprise some folks but what this really means is we're just a couple months away from basketball season and that has just totally and completely changed in the last decade and it's a thing of beauty so scoots while i feel for you sucks to suck go cats it's football season yeah i don't i don't the thing is is i don't see it changing with indiana so i won't know what it's like to be in your shoes for quite some time now my question though scoots what what do you get like what what season do you get excited for oh college college basketball it's all i think about all year round okay all right see and i i was um I was like that more so as a kid, but it's changed since then because I just think the product's better in college football than it is in college basketball. Now, we are going to, as excited as we are tonight, uh, there's there's going to be a, a moment this season where it's like, all right, let's 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 stop stopping the clocks after every first down and making these games take four and a half hours long. Like th th there's going to come that point similar to college basketball. Where it's like, why, why are we not having quarters yet? Like th there's going to come a point where uh, it, it does need some changes, but scoots, I was like you as a kid. And I, I think what, what got me uh, like, I don't know what exactly made that change, uh, but the gambling aspect of football is so much better than basketball. And the familiarity with folks, despite the transfer portal, is nicer. Like, you don't have any sort of, at least as a Kentucky basketball fan, a fan of a good team, there aren't the same long-standing rivalries between Chuck Hayes and Ron Slay, you know, of, of 20 years ago. The, guy, the guys kind of, we had P.J. Washington and Grant Williams for two years, and that was kind of it. Here, you get to watch – I mean, Kentucky's been battering Malik Cunningham for years now. I mean, that poor guy, I don't know how he gets out of the bed each morning. It's glorious. It's what makes college football great. And and we do get a little bit of taste tonight when they bring back one of college football's best rivalries in the backyard brawl. Backyard brawl is back. Uh, I was going to push back on a few things about, like, the product stuff, blah, blah, blah. But you can if you want. I, I, I'm not – I'm not – I'm like – I think both products are what they are. They're college athletes. When you get the best of the best, it's pretty close to the professional level. When you get the worst of the worst, it's pretty ugly to watch. I do totally agree with you. I don't know why they're not making these changes in both sports to speed the games up, to make them mm -hmm. more professional in that regard. I, I don't I don't understand what stopping the clock on first downs is doing to like for player safety or anything like that. All it's really doing is just making the games go longer. But, and also I'm going to say, Scoots never said, you know, he wasn't excited. He is excited for football. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also say more money's bet on college basketball than college football. Really? No. It's the NCAA tournament, obviously, but yes. Well, but, well yeah, I mean. It's a would... little bit, it's a, it's a little, it's a little sleazy. I mean, first off, there's a significantly more college basketball games and the NCAA tournament gets bet on as much as anything else in the world besides the Super Bowl. So like, it's a little bit of like a, ee, yeah, I'm pulling one on you, but it does get bet on more. Roush, I would agree with you that it's easier to win college football bets. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. College football is the only sport I, I've, I've, 
it, year by year, I never like I, I always knock on wood. Uh, I end up on top. Like I'll deposit money, withdraw it like three weeks later, and then the rest of it is, you know, like, I, I'm pretty good about making my money back quickly in college football. Yeah, and 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 sure, that's great. Um, and the, the the other part is the nature of having one game a week. Like I can study the games a little bit instead of waking up seeing a line I like in basketball and then having to drive across Indiana bet it. I'll totally. Convenience I'll, I'll aside, still having that week to look at stuff, mm-hmm. it's a lot more fun. I, I agree with you there that like having five days to look at a line, watch the line go one way or another, hear people analyze the line, hear other opinions on a line is a lot better than hey, the game's in 36 hours for basketball. Why can't I get a line on this game? And then you get it finally that morning, and you're like, oh, okay, well, here it is. Uh, I do uh, – that's one stupid thing about college basketball. Get the lines out earlier. If a game, if it's Wednesday and there's a game on Saturday, let's see some lines. Let's see, some lines. Yeah, let's see yeah. something. Let's see some action here. At least 48 hours. Like, come on. Sure. This should be too much there. to ask. I agree with you there, but basketball will come when it's come. I'm not wishing yeah. away any time. I'm pumped for this football season. I'm pumped for UK's expectations, and it's just it's, I think it's going to be a really fun year in the SEC, especially the SEC East. I wish that yeah. Georgia's schedule was just a little bit tougher because then I really think you could make a case for a few teams that could threaten Georgia, maybe win the East, and I think – Kentucky is candidate numero uno. Uh, I, I would expect UK to finish second in the East. I don't see any reason why Tennessee should finish, finish ahead of them. Florida should finish ahead of them. South Carolina can kick rocks. Missouri's interesting to me. I think Missouri's a pretty darn good team. I know you may disagree with me there, but uh, I also think they've kind of got, with the way the schedule unfolds for them, it's kind of difficult. So it's going to be a fascinating year in the SEC East. The SEC West, it's probably a similar story where you got Alabama and then you got a few other teams that can threaten. It's more, you know, it's like that a lot of times in the SEC West. But it's going to be a fun year. Uh, I'm pumped for it. Starts tonight. Good games. The best Thursday night opening slate that I can remember, that I can yeah. recall. And, uh, Besides the start of the season, Roush, I'm almost halfway tempted to be like, hey, we'll get to this. We'll talk more about opening night here in a second because there was some big-time college football news yesterday that uh, there's a a lot of big-time college football news yesterday that won't impact this season necessarily, but the future of college football could look a lot different a lot sooner than maybe people were thinking. The the first news I want to get to, I want to cut it off at the past because it came from Dennis Fraud, and I don't know when the last time he broke news that it actually (laughs) happened. Like, this guy is such a dork. He's so bad at his job. He's really good at, like, this could happen as early as Friday. And it's like, oh, is it going to (laughs) happen? No. it's But uh, at least it's not there. Would you say he's the Rob Froster of the college football world? No, because Rob even like is self admitted like like this guy tries to be Mister Insider and he's just bad like and and he also doubles as a bracketologist and he sucks at that job too like he's just he's just bad at his job but he gets paid a lot of money by CBS and his most recent intel on conference realignment playoff expansion the last one was that what was it the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve were going to get together and and be one or something I, I don't know. There was advanced discussions about uh, – it was just a bunch of load of crap. Um, he carries water for some high administrators, and somebody wants to put pressure on the college football playoff board of managers. Now, if you're at home, you're like, wait, who's on the college football playoff board of managers? 
Great question. It's very confusing. We have too many boards. We got too many empty suits not doing their jobs in this sport. And but apparently this this group is at least trying to do their jobs. According to Dennis Fraud, they're going to meet Friday with the goal of an adopting an expanded playoff bracket as soon as the 2024 season. Likely expanding to 12 teams. The here, here's the catch though, TJ. They did all this discussion for him and Holland expansion for like a year, right? And ultimately, it got to no vote. Thanks a well, lot, ACC. Yeah. Well, now they're ready to go to a vote. But get this. The vote must be unanimous by all 11 members of the board. You think you can get 11 dudes all in one room this quickly to agree on a topic? Hell no. I I, I will. I, Downing Thomas, I don't care. I, I will happily look like the biggest idiot this south side of the Ohio River on Monday, if it happens. But do you really think that 11, 11 big-headed individuals are just going to come out and like, you know what, screw it. We're, we're doing this in two years. Yeah, probably, probably, probably not. And, that, and that's the caveat. That's the big what if. There used to be in the very early seasons of the challenge, the show when it was on MTV. Now it's on CBS. Still great. Great episode last night. And uh, not going to talk about the show, but they used to have this challenge that they would do in the early seasons back when their budget was super, super cheap. And you'd have to get on this tricycle and you you'd ride over water. It was like a two foot drop into like a lake. Now they're like 90 feet above water, but this is low budget. So you'd ride this little tricycle and either you could do this bigger beam, but it was zigzaggy and it was going to take you a little bit longer or you could just do a straight shot on a really thin line and like the line was comically thin and mm-hmm. you you would usually have like the dumbest of the dumb no offense to those challenge competitors that would be like well I'm going to do this straight line cuz look it's easier when in reality it was significantly harder I feel like that's what's going on here with the college football playoffs I feel like we had our zigzag path in the ACC with the help of like the Pac-12 we're like, no, I'm Wake Forest, and we need to look at the final schedule, and we need to make sure that it doesn't – is this too much football? And they ruined it. It was it was a complicated zigzag, but if they everybody just played along nicely, worked together, they were going to finish it. And instead, Roush, I feel like we have this straight line option, and I can't help it. I'm wide-eyed. I'm excited about it. But you're right, getting 11 people to agree to it. And why is that the rule, that all 11 have to agree to it? I don't know, you know but it's, it's a ridiculous like a rule. It's yeah, ridiculous. because it's like an amendment thing, and you know they're, they're, kind of by, by, they're passing the bylaws. But if these 11 jokers actually care about the future of college football, and more importantly, which I think most people in this business do care about, moolah, money, then they need to come together and say, listen, we may not all agree totally with this or the format, but this is an excuse to do a fast pass here and we can change the sport for the better without having to argue about this, that, or the other. Let's just agree to 12 and the dust can settle and we can open up these conversations later. Of course, that'd be a little bit of what we call schmoozing in the business just to get your way, but just get your way. Schmooze if you got to schmooze. Tell the people that may vote no whatever they need to hear, lie to them for all I care. But we need a 12-team college football playoff. It'll be better for the sport. It'll be more entertaining to watch. It'll be better for UK football as well, which at the end of the day, all my interest with sports, rules, nil, this, that, or the other, I am the most open person in the world. All I care about is does it make UK more successful? Does it help Kentucky? 
and will it enhance my college athletic viewing experience? All, all these boxes checked. So I hope, Roush, I'm crossing my fingers and my toes that maybe they can come together and figure something out, but I'm with you. I ain't holding my breath. Yeah, he, he gave himself an out if, if it doesn't happen. So smart on Dennis's part, but all all jokes, frauds way uh, aside, the, I, the rationale behind this is that they're saying, okay, we're tired of conference commissioners just – in a proverbial pissing match for the last two years over uh, realignment, what have you. And, and actually, this is a good response to realignment, uh, particularly for people who are worried, uh, oh, this isn't the college football I, I know and love. Like, when you're getting these, these super mega conferences, this feels like a more natural way to crown a champion than by just having you know you know what I mean, TJ? Like it just Yeah. It, this is this is better because you're letting the the teams, the players, the coaches decide it on the field instead of a bunch of suits and ties decided in a room. And do I think a 12 seed is going to win the college football playoff one year and upset the one seed in the second round? You know what? Yeah, I do actually. I do think in time that will happen. Because of what sport has has David not beaten Goliath at some point? So the fact that like only one four seed has ever won a college football playoff game, well, I don't they know. Won the, they won the whole national title too. Won the whole I think national it was the title. first year, maybe. maybe and it was second. the first year, but you don't know till you know. Everybody would always say a sixteen's never going to beat a one. That happened. Nobody thought St. Peter's was going to beat Kentucky as much as that stunk. That happened. Upsets can happen. Let the players decide it. Let the coaches decide it. Don't let people say, well, we know who the four best teams are. They don't play the same schedules. They don't play the same teams. It's not the NFL. You don't have this perfect setup system for how you decide who advances to the next round. And and maybe in college football, you never will have the perfect system. Let more people into the party, though. Let the chips fall where they may by settling it out on the field. And like I said, and, and like you kind of alluded to, Roush, with the super conferences, it is in the Pac-12 the ACC, and even the Big 12, who does have some momentum. And I, I kind of like seeing that for whatever reason. I don't know. It's just everybody was writing them off as dead. So I kind of like that they're punching back on the Pac-12. However, the, it, it's in their best interest to to want this to happen. Now, you're right, and that's worth mentioning. This isn't, this isn't an opportunity for the ACC to be whiny again. This is the college football playoff board. Mm-hmm. So, that, again, you, you, had, you had some different people deciding what they wanted to do. The college commissioners and those folks couldn't figure it out. Now the college football playoff board itself is the one making this decision, but it will have to be everybody saying yes. Why is that the case? We don't know why but everybody's going to have to say yes. And then the college football playoff will say, hey, this is our thing. We're making it bigger. And if you all don't want to participate in it, don't. But, of course, everybody would. So that's where we're at right now. I hope it happens. It feels like a lifeline has been thrown to college football to get an expanded playoff faster because once all the college commissioners and whatnot said no, what did that push it back to? Like 2027, Roush? 2026 maybe? Uh, I think six. Like before they could even vote on it again. Like before they could even talk about it again. So this is a lifeline here. Let's hope that everybody does what's best for the sport and and makes the right decisions. But I'm with you, Roush. It all makes too much sense for it to go this smoothly, right? Yeah, it it, it would be nice. Um, it it would it really would be, especially like 
I was listening to uh, you know one of the college football podcasts in my rotation, and they were talking about why they were cheering for Utah, and it's like it's good for the sport if there's a legit good Pac-12 team. And as much as I like to make fun of the Pac-12, it is better when there is well, you you just have some of those logos out there, right? Or you have some Pac-12 after dark that's meaningful. You have quality teams playing football west of the Rocky Mountains. That's good for the sport. And similarly, it's good for the sport if you can have like I, I don't think the, the the biggest arguments against playoff and expansion for the last 15 years has been college football has the best regular season. You're going to ruin it. It's like that doesn't ruin it if a team loses one game. I, I said it yesterday, every loss sucks, right? But you should still be able to have three teams from the SEC, three teams from the Big Ten get a shot to win it all. And that still leaves six other teams with a shot to win it all at the end of the year. That feels like how it's probably going to go most of the time, give or take, you know, uh, one, one year a conference has four. You know what I mean? Like, it, it feels like there's still going to be a decent amount of representation elsewhere. Um, but, like, I, I don't think it, it necessarily takes away – uh, from it all, if you lose, because like a lot of college football comes down to when you lose, and teams that lose in the beginning of the year have a greater benefit than teams that lose at the end of the year. Having a twelve-team playoff, it more, it, I think it actually makes it more of an equalizer uh, for how much the regular season sort of matters. Yeah, and the regular season matters, folks. Quit like if you're comfortably number one and you get to week 10 and you've been number one most of the season, yeah, you're probably going to be in the college football playoff. But who cares? Like, you've only got two games left in the schedule. Maybe if you get totally upset and blown out by somebody, you could drop enough where you wouldn't be in. So I, I it, it, for teams that it's going to make the argument it, it won't make the regular season as important, what about if you're it's week 10 and you're currently ranked number 16? And you look at the schedule and you you finish the season with like three other ranked opponents, you get hot, but other ch- like for where it's not going to make games more important, it will make games more important in other areas of the country and other teams and other parts. So uh, I don't buy the it's going to weaken the regular season argument because I could just as easily make the case that it will strengthen the regular season, make the regular season more meaningful for more teams. So I don't buy that load of baloney. Scoots, you have to have some opinions on this, just as a college football fan. I mean, I've always thought it should be more than what it is, although I, I do really like four. I, I just my, my only worry is jumping straight to 12. What's the I, natural what's the progression? Like what's what's your actual like what what's what's keeping you up at night? I mean, it's not really a worry, but for me, natural progression is four, eight, twelve. So maybe maybe that's my OCDness getting in the way a little bit there. But I don't know. I just I want to. I would love to see eight before we get to twelve. Which I mean, it's ultimately going to get to twelve, maybe even sixteen, if we're being honest. But I just want to see eight first. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like what should happen next. TJ, I think this is just Scoots having like old man slow everything down takes. For maybe, not really any so. reason other than like <laughs> it's just that's the way his his brain works. I mean, if I'm if I'm talking about it from an Indiana perspective, I should be advocating for 32. We'd maybe get in once every 12 years. In all seriousness, though, like 
12 is better for IU than eight and 12 is better for IU and UK than four. Like it same mm-hmm. applies for U of L unless you're one of the traditional five blue bloods of college football, uh, Alabama, Ohio state, you know, maybe, maybe USC if they, if this is for real and they're turning it around like, and now with Oklahoma and Texas joining the sec, which that's another piece of news that we're going to get to, maybe maybe it's tougher for them to get to the playoff or not but unless you're one of the the top dogs this is better for you you should want this you should be excited about a better opportunity to make more national noise and have a easier opportunity to potentially win a national championship or at least be in the conversation for a national championship uk under mark stoops has had seasons where they would be knocking on the door of a 12-team college football playoff maybe being in the 12-team college football playoff. And, Roush, going back to something you said where it may be three SEC teams in the mega SEC, and it may be three Big Ten teams in the mega, I'm saying mega, not MAGA, Big Ten. Yeah, it could be. And one year, maybe it's four in the SEC and two in the Big Ten, like you mentioned. Maybe one year the ACC really shows out, and Clemson and Florida State have good years. They get two, and then there's a surprise Pittsburgh that makes a third. Like, no matter how you really break it down, for a lot of conferences that are scared that it's going to be too SEC or Big Ten heavy, even if you, a year where you had four from each conference, which I don't think would happen, you still have representation of four other teams throughout college football, which, like, if we're just being honest, maybe you get, like, one group of five, probably not. How many years does the ACC have more than one? But let's just assume they have two. Okay, well, there's three teams. And then between the Pac-12 or Big 12, whatever the number is in the Pac-12 at this point, you'd get one. That's probably better than they'd get if it was just four. That's the thing these conferences need to remember. Yes, the SEC and Big Ten probably more times than not are going to get more than you. But is it better to have a seat at the table at 12 or be on the outside looking in at four? That's something these conferences need to ask themselves. They don't, they're not the ones making these decisions this time because they completely botched it the first go-around. But I hope it happens. And But all things considered, we probably just spent 30 minutes on something that doesn't really matter. Scoots, I would also ask you, is 12 teams too many teams for the NFL playoffs? I mean, isn't that what it is? It just expanded to 14, actually. It was 12 for basically our entire lives. Yeah, no, I mean, that's – see, here's my my thing, guys. That I'm fine with because that's the way it's always been. And you're you're pretty spot on with the whole old man take, Roush. I mean, I just – I hate (laughs) change. I'm against change. I've always been that way. Yeah, I don't – I don't know. I mean, I think ultimately it will get to twelve, and I'll I'll be okay with it. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and pout. It is is what it is. <laughs> but on the other side, are you crying? I'm crying. Yeah, crying big time. I'm not crying. You're crying. I will say one thing about the NFL. I I don't mind them expanding to fourteen. I just hate that the two seed doesn't get a buy anymore, just because I think that was a huge benefit, uh, and it's taken away from them. But but that's apples and oranges. So on the other side, though, wouldn't the teams like Alabama, Ohio State, those guys, they probably don't want to see an expanded playoff, right? Because you have to play more games. Roush, I think they would as well because really? it, it gives them the oppor- it gives them the opportunity that like, hey, we're Alabama or Ohio State. I get it. We've got a better chance of getting in these bad boys if, if it's at four than these other jokers do. But now, like, we can schedule the way that we want because both those teams generally schedule pretty tough. Ohio State hosting Notre Dame this weekend. That's a big-time game that they didn't have to play. 
And they may be saying, hey, we can still schedule tough. Alabama, we're in the SEC. Everybody's coming to get us. Hey, we can have one loss and we're still gravy, baby. Like we won't even have to sweat it out anymore with one loss. Because there were years where Alabama would stumble, Ohio State would stumble. Maybe it'd impact them, maybe it wouldn't. Now they would know, hey, one loss and we still could be fine if we roll through business. So I think they'd be okay with it, Roush. What do you think? There's more of a margin for error. Um, and how many times have you seen uh, Alabama team that you thought was the best team in the country get upset early and then they're out of the title picture? Like when, whenever Hugh Freeze was handing them L's, Saban would love that. Oh, you can afford to drop a loss to Ole Miss, still make the playoff and win it all. Like, yeah, these, these teams would love that. They really would. Speaking of SEC teams, could Texas and Oklahoma be joining sooner than thought? Hmm. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. Roush, what's your favorite thing about Thornton's? My favorite thing about Thornton's is the hot coffee. Uh, each and every morning made fresh. Uh, and, and here's the thing, too, is in the mornings, I like to get the Italian dark roast. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's a good, bitter wake-up. Uh, nice, bold flavors. But then in the afternoons, I, I treat myself. It's a little sweet treat where I'll, I'll get the French vanilla creamer. And, and, and it's like I'm getting a completely different drink. It's tasty. It's delicious. It, it makes my day keep humming right along. I don't know how much extra coffee I'm going to need today. I'm going to probably need some tomorrow for the Big X Scramble. But I'm definitely stopping in, grabbing some of those tasty donuts on my way over to Elk. Is it Elk Run? Yes, Elk Run Golf Club. Over in Southern Indiana. I don't know why I always want to call it Elk Creek. Elk Creek is the shooting range in Owenton. But Elk Run, uh, very very much looking forward to that tomorrow. If you haven't stopped by Thornton's today, what are you doing? Download the app. I've got 20 cents off my next fill up for gas. Uh, so, and man, that's actually, TJ, that's a great idea before going to the Kroger on Saturday, too. You stop, you get your, your cold beer, your ice, you make your cooler, uh, have a little Ooh. cup of coffee to get fired up. Like that, that's a recipe, a winning recipe with the 20 cents off a gallon for uh, a catter bet. Yeah, Thornton's your official one-stop shop for your catteries. You can get your ice, you can get your brew. I've been to some Thornton's yes. that have those mini like disposable coolers, which are always oh. great if you have to park far away and you don't have to drag a cooler up and back. So Thornton's your one-stop shop on catter days for everything you need. This is Kentucky Roll Call with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Cable. We'll be right back. Life without parole. No one could steer me right, but Mama tried. Mama tried, Mama tried to raise me better, but her pleading I denied. That leaves only me to blame, cause Mama tried. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me putting wheels on Cadillac. Every day I'd watch them beauties roll by. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM in the Louisville area. Uh, Shelby County, the FM was really humming yesterday. Man. 14.50 a.m. as well. Two stations, FM and a.m. Not a huge deal. I was getting a.m. past Shelbyville the other day, driving to Lexington. It was great. Yeah, Big X. Stronger, bigger, bigger sexier than ever. Uh, and you can see some of the Big X crew tomorrow, as Roush mentioned, Elk Run for the first ever Big X kickoff scramble. Elk Run Golf Club, 8020 Charleston Pike in Jeffersonville, Indiana. 
we we've submitted the team list over. If there's a late arriving foursome, we could accommodate, I would imagine. But let us know. Help us out as much as you possibly can in that. But uh, we'll be out there tomorrow. You'll get to see the the big man Dugan, the boss guy at Big X. Trevor is planning on being out there. I say planning because you know it's our we love Trevor, but you just never really know. Uh, John Spears will be out there as well. So it's going to be a really nice time for the big X folks. Spears is going to be a zombie. Yeah, he's so him and Dugan, not together, I don't believe, are going to the Purdue game tonight. Roush, did it cross your mind potentially to head up to West Lafayette? No, no. My dad did consider it, though. Uh, but they, they instead were like, eh, that's, that's a lot. We'll just go to the game Saturday. But um, I. It's one of those things I probably should have considered it because I never, like, you know, t- I haven't been to watch Uncle Jeff play in person, I think, ever. at Definitely not at ross Aid Stadium. Um, and, yeah, I actually haven't seen them in person to play at Purdue. I watch them all the time. But, um, yeah, so, I, I, hell, I should be there. But uh, it's going to be awesome. They're going to have a great night. Uh, can't wait to watch them. They, they won't storm the field for a win over Penn State, I don't think. But it's definitely going to be a sellout. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait to see Uncle Jeff drink uh, James Franklin's tears. I was going to this, Roush. I, oh, I, I, was, I was locked in. And then the scramble is either going to be last Friday or this Friday. This Friday worked out better. And I, I, I am not brave enough like Dugan and Spears to – to go up to Lafayette and then be back and do a radio show. Well, they wouldn't have had to do a radio show at 7 a.m. I would have. So either that's leaving after the game that night, it's leaving at like 3 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. So it was unfortunately not going to work out. That's okay. I'll be watching from the comfort of my own home. Hey, Scoots, I know there's a text on the Thornton's text line, which we'll get to here momentarily, that's criticizing you for your music. Not off to a great start today, buddy. Oh, well, just got to gotta enjoy it. Is there really a text about my music? That's crazy. I've been it hasn't, on a hot, it ha- it hasn't been your best week, if I'm if I'm being blunt. I, I would just say, Scoots, I do appreciate doing some uh, old country every now and then, but I, I think the people are just fired up for football, mm-hmm. and that's not like, let's get fired up for football music. Yeah, you got you know to re- read the, the day. Like Tomorrow it, was my pumped-up football music day. Tomorrow needs to be UK centric day. I think it's because Scoots is just disgusted that the Purdue Boilermakers are stealing the show tonight. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, he's had to resort to like cheering for IU backups beating out Purdue backups. Or That's right. Like that. Suck it, David Blau. Woo! <laughs> I did watch. Uh, I'm not caught up all the way on Hard Knocks, but I did. Man, he did. He did have his wide receivers didn't really help him out, David Blau. Uh, and they, they they make that pretty clear during hard knocks. But also, don't fumble a snap while you're running out the clock, you goober. Like, don't do that either. So, uh, yeah, there is there is some comments about the mu- or a comment about the music. You played that song on the way out, which I'm pretty sure was the song when Dennis Reynolds gets his head blown off in the sh- in Strangers. Has oh anybody have you all seen the horror movie The Strangers? No, I, I have not. Uh, I thought. <laughs> I, 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 it's got to be hard for Dennis though to yes do anything else. <laughs> yes. Like you know, like I could imagine Charlie and even Mac in other things because there's but like Dennis is kind of a straight right. Like he's the 
I, I just can't imagine him doing anything other than Sonny. And, and like, that's it's strange because he's probably, uh, well, you know, to each their own. I think he's probably maybe the most talented actor of the Sonny crew, but I'm kind of with you. He's just so manip- manipulative and weird and Sonny that you see him in something else and you almost just feel like he's Dennis Reynolds playing another character. Like, it's just like part of a bit for him. Uh, but yeah, that Strangers is, I think, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. It's certainly in my top really? five, maybe my top three. Yeah, I'd say top three of scary movies because it's actually something that like could theoretically happen. And the end is just so like terrible that not to, and I'm giving spoilers here, but the movie has been out for 15, 16 years at this point, but they play that, that song. Anytime I hear that song that you played out of the break scoots, that's the movie I think of. Well, I don't know all these cultural references with movies. So my bad, but I'm, I'm doing something for the first time in show history. I'm switching up my music mid-show. So you can't say that Scoots isn't flexible with this sort of stuff. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I was I was hype about the music today, but no, we're switching it mid-show. So you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta keep the people happy. I got a little extra one-on-one time with Scoots yesterday. I did head out to his bar like I said I was gonna do. And and what a tipper he is, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. Just the tip. Uh, we went out there, I went out there, walk in and like Scoots was literally the first face that I saw. Uh, he was over there talking with somebody that he had just met. I had met the nice fellow as well. And we headed over to the bar. It is a really, really nice hotel. Like it's a, it's a Roush. It's a sweet setup. And of course, Scoots has never told us this. They have a gorilla goal in court setup that would just be perfect <laughs> for me to smoke you in one-on-one app. Really? It's really oh. nice. Like it's a sweet setup. Nice. I you don't anticipate that from many hotels. Like I get the the actual gym aspect. Like here's a treadmill and elliptical and maybe a few uh, dumbbells, but not an actual gym to to get, get some hooping in. Yeah, it was well. It's uh, it's outdoor court, but it's a nice one. Like it's a, actually a cool. Right. It's not just like a crappy goal up against a wall. It's a. It's got a pretty cool setup there. The bar is great. Scooch is really in his element at the bar. He like wears those sleeves and was cracking the bottles and like pointing <laughs> to people throughout the like. What do you What do you need? What can I get you? What do you need? And uh, he had tennis on. Got a nice TV setup. He he, he is. Uh, you know, I'm surprised. Maybe you do the radio job. You got such a sweet setup there. Yeah, well, here's why I have to do the radio job. Because did you know, TJ, after you left, so I had your beers and I had old buddies, old fashioned that he came up for, not another drink the rest of the night. Not what? one. Didn't not- see another person for the rest of the night. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, <laughs> yeah. you were telling me that the place is, is not as full as it normally is. Yeah. Roush, one thing I had forgotten that Scoots reminded me of is that, like, he does know everybody living at or that's staying at the hotel because it's a residence then people are there for like days and days and weeks and weeks and he even said he had a couple that's been there for like 18 months which is just the most outlandish ridiculous thing of all time so i guess if you just if it's not like you have just people coming in on like a work trip or like hey i'm in town for two nights i'm looking to get hammered tonight which would probably help bar sales but not the case oh no we have that as well there i mean it's it's really the same people over and over and over. But I knew that I knew the clientele there last night. None of my drinkers were there, so I knew it was going to be a slow night. So thanks for coming in and getting about fifty percent of my bar sales. Scoots is a stand-up guy. I I don't know anybody that knows Justin 
that doesn't just say like great things about him. A couple of his coworkers came over. One lady specifically just raved about him. And you did a great job being a bartender, Scoot. I know it's not hard just opening a beer, <laughs> but, a beer. but you did a great job. And uh, I, I don't know. It'd be it'd be that'd be a good spot to have like a KRC meetup during a UK basketball game or something like that. It, Come it, on. It really, it was, you know, I wouldn't want like a multi-game setup, but if right, just one right. game's on the TV, it wouldn't be the worst place to go. Uh, and plus, we've got an in with the bar. He can sneak you beers. Well, and part of being the prereq of being a good bartender, too, is being able to to be chummy and BS with the, the folks, you know? Where's Barnhart talking right now, Roush? <laughs> uh, a bunch of old people. It's uh, the Lexington Forum. And it's just like one of those breakfast. They meet every the, the first Thursday of every month to, quote, discuss the most important issues to the success and growth of Lexington. I'm, I'm looking at Cameron Drummond's Twitter thread that you tagged me in. And yeah. there's a picture of Mitch Barnhart sitting down. It's not the best angle, oh, but it man. looks like his, his, his top button is maybe buttoned up to his nose. Well, and it's also in the smallest, like, relaxing chair. Like, it's just a very... He looks like he's sitting down on the set of a movie for like little kids and he's just like a, a Goliath on it. I think that's just an optical illusion of the photo, but it is a very funny photo. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Also mentions how fan support will take off for sports like Super Regional Baseball in 2017. We've got to get back to that, he says, of UK baseball. Oh, you don't say, Mitch. <laughs> Barely making the SEC tournament ain't cutting it, buddy. We gotta win more games. Oh boy, they don't make athletic directors like you anymore. No, they they they, they don't. Like they really, no, they, they really don't. Yeah, they don't. They they do not. Okay, I'm happy. Ooh. I want I want UK's non basketball football sports to be the best. Why wouldn't I want them to be the best? That's part of the issue. Why I want Nick Mingione gone because he is far from the best right now. Although they did get ranked the number six transfer incoming class. Which that's good. Like, yeah, you needed to be. I wish it was number one, but uh, that's better than also not being in the top twenty-five. So maybe, what did they say? Three more games. Maybe they can win three more games next year. Yeah, that's or six more or three. <laughs> Whatever. It was. Uh, we do need to get back to what you were discussing about Oklahoma and Texas before the break. I know we we did get a little sidetracked there. Um, I, I don't have the details in front of my face. Right now, but the Big 12 is essentially saying, hey, let's go ahead and try to get a piece of the pod now and renegotiate our media rights deal. And in doing so, nobody's going to renegotiate them in good faith, knowing that Texas and Oklahoma are not going to be involved. That's that's the the way, the path to bringing those two schools in uh, a year or two earlier than we anticipated. I think it was originally supposed to be 2025. And if they go ahead and do this now, then it could happen as early as 2023, TJ. I'm all for that. I wanted it to be sooner rather than later. We all know it's coming. It's just more awkward when you have teams like hanging around conferences that they're not even wanted in. Uh, by the way, that's how Lucy says dad. That's her oh. dad. Of course, okay. you can say mama as basically clear as day. Can you say mama? Where's mama? This, yeah. Thursday and dad no dad I, I get like a boss if i'm some sort of chief maybe she's alluding that i'm the goat is that it lucy is that the goat oh, she's, she's smiling sounds like it. She's, she's gone she, uh, she's so cute uh yeah so it's always awkward when like the when conferences 
don't want these teams in there anyways. And by the way, like, again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, the Big 12 has momentum, and they're getting some good teams coming in. It's not going to replace Texas and Oklahoma, but it seems like for the first time in a couple years now, uh, since the movement of Texas and Oklahoma even began, they have some stability. So I bet they want Texas and Oklahoma out on their own accord as well, just so they can move on and, and, and get to their new conference. And for that same reason, I want Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC so we can see a new scheduling format, Roush. Uh, probably going to nine games, which isn't going to be ideal. Well, I don't know. I don't really care if it goes to nine games or not, but I know some people are really against that. I'm just ready for us to get a little stability with this. So I hope it happens. Yeah, I, I do as well. And I don't know. I, I think it makes sense, although there there might be a little bit of value in waiting, like because the prices on these things just keep going up. But I also understand at the right time, too, that if you make this deal before the Pac-12 does, because I, I think, and that's the part that sucks about all this, I hate knowing when TV deals are up for conferences. Like, I, I want to know about the nose guards on these teams, right? I don't want to know contractual details. But I believe the Pac-12s is up before the Big 12s. So they're just trying to beat them to the punch. It, it makes sense for them. It makes sense for the Big 12, like you alluded to earlier, TJ. They they have got some some seemingly good momentum going and i think it's actually like if you look at the way the big 12 is this year this is the first time in a while where you could i I would not be surprised if any one of seven teams won i know that that was kind of the case as things shook out throughout the season last year but pretty much going into every season for the last decade it's been all right well it's oklahoma and a bunch of dudes and then you you have a year where iowa state messes around and wins it. And then you had the Sam Ellinger year at Texas where they were back for about uh, 60 seconds. Now, this year, I I really do feel like there's a lot of balance in between Texas, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Mike Gunn. I mean, like there's a a lot of – there's a lot out there like that that you can like about this conference. So starting the negotiations now – and then maybe trying to capitalize in midseason when the parity is a big talking point. I think it's a good idea. It's a good idea, not only um, financially for their future, but just from a, a, a good time to capitalize on all of it. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, and when do you think when when will we know for sure on that? Uh, th- that is an excellent. I, I would think that it would take like a month or so, right? Yeah. It, it, it probably it, move, it, it probably won't be too long. Like that's not something you you need. The SEC needs to know. These places need to know. So it probably won't take too long. Well, and I would also think too, TJ, that some of this is by a directive by the SEC or by ESPN, excuse me, because oh, yeah. ESPN has to the the way that uh, Fox invested in, in the Big Ten. Uh, it's time for ESPN and the SEC to strike back. You know, this is their next move. Yeah, yeah, I no doubt about it. And I know some people get like think it's kind of icky that you have cable networks and TV stations and corporations that are moving the needle in conference realignment and college sports, but get with the program. That's just the reality of it. And the SEC or the ESPN is paying oodles and oodles of money to be able to broadcast SEC games. 
we all just have to trust they're going to have the SEC's best interests, that the SEC is in bed with a good partner in ESPN, and that that power structure is going to be good, but ESPN is going to do some positive bidding for the conference, which it seems like it will do, I hope. But that yeah, I mean, I, that's the reality. Some people hate that. They hate that college that college football is somewhat being dictated by TV networks. But what are you going to do? Like the that's that's the way it is. It is. It's the way that it is. And uh, maybe someday, college athletics will turn back to the love of the sport, amateurism. But it ain't going to be anytime soon. Um, you know what could happen pretty soon is uh, a, a, an excursion over to the Thornton Stex line. Oh, I love the Thornton's text line. I love Thornton's. I love hearing from our listeners. You texted into the Thornton's text line. We read it on air, 502-414-1450. A texter says, speaking of McAfee, he is an absolute electric factory on Friday Night SmackDown. I'm all in on him replacing Corso on College Game Day. So I didn't know he did. Does everybody just do wrestling? Like, does everybody have a side job in wrestling? Is that just if you're in sports, you have to have a side job or at least an interest in wrestling? Uh, if you're a personality and can make money, yeah. <laughs> just just not us three, I suppose. But no. uh, good for I didn't know he did that, but good for him. He seems like he's rolling in the dough. Uh, he also played a, a little pre-backyard brawl reading. Ross Dellinger looked back on the I, – I didn't know that they just called it 13-9. Um, but I do remember West Virginia losing a chance to go to the national championship. Uh, that that was the year that everybody lost a chance to go to the national championship. McAfee missed two early kicks in the game. And I knew there wasn't like a, a big game-winning kind of aspect to it. Um, but he, he missed two early kicks. And the, the stories they tell of like, the guy ordering shirts about going to the bayou for the sugar bowl. Like it's gut wrenching. And it also just the importance of rivalries in sports. We've lost a lot of that shout out to West Virginia for, for bringing those back. Cause they're playing the backyard brawl. This isn't just like a one-time thing. I think they're going to do it nine times over the next 11 years. So shout out to the Mountaineers for um, getting back in that game. I think they realized when they went to the Big 12 how much they missed out on some of those regional rivalries. So they're bringing them back in a big way, and it should really galvanize that fan base. What, that's kind of interesting. I did not know the, what the series were, was to hold. Nine and 11 years is kind of strange, though. Like, they're just two years that it's like, hey, no, no West Virginia-Pittsburgh game this year. Come back next year, please. I would assume that Pitt probably had some prior mm. obligations. Uh, but th that's how they've worked it out. West Virginia is also playing Maryland and a couple others uh, in there in Virginia Tech, maybe. Um, so they're playing some more of those nearby teams. The stuff between Rich Rod and McAfee, though, is really fascinating in that story. And I also forgot that Rich Rod just left two weeks later. And he talks about uh, in that story just how he was. It was basically we, we all thought it right. I, I thought he left just because he was a sore loser and had to get out of town. But it was. Um, it was because the administration, they had a president that left after 14 months and he, re they would give money to keep Rich Rod. And then, uh, he would just put that money elsewhere. Like he turned down Alabama the year before to stay at West Virginia. People gave him a bunch of money to stay and then they just used it elsewhere. <laughs> oh, that's bizarre. Where was this story? Where can it's I read Ross all Ellinger at uh, sports illustrated McAfee okay. talks about it. I, he hasn't. He's only been back one time since that game. 
And what? It was, yeah, and he didn't even stay for the whole game. Like he he he's he's just scarred by it. Um, and I don't. He wasn't even sure if he was going to go to the game tonight in Pittsburgh because he's just there's it's just a mental block. Like as much as he loves West Virginia and talks him up, he can't go back. It's wow, crazy. I had no idea. Uh, I will be reading that at some point today. Well, thanks for sharing. Okay, hour one done. Hour two is on deck. We've got more to get to. I'm having a tough time pulling up my list of topics to get to. Worst case scenario, we've always got a jam-packed Thornton's text line. And it's opening night, real opening night of the college football season. And we worst case scenario, we can talk bets. We can talk gambling. We can talk about the games, break them down. Because summer radio's gone. It's well in the rearview mirror. And it is football season, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Hour 2 up next. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Roush, Taco Thursday. Let's hear about Salsaritas. Let's enjoy some tacos. Let's, I, I'm. This is a, a great chip night, right? You go to Salsaritas, you get a big old bag of their wildly addictive chips, uh, grab a, a bowl of queso or guacamole. I like the guac because I, um, I, 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 I don't know what it is. The, the queso too can, I don't want to say harden, but I feel like guac, I can leave it out all night. And I'm also obligated at that point to finish it all. So that, that's where I'm at. But I know not everybody here is guac fans. Some of you like the mild salsa, like Justin. Um, others are big spicy salsa guys, like me and the sports star. Try them today to break in the football season. Or even better, have them for your tailgate this Saturday, right? Order ahead, oh, download yeah. the app, get Salsaritas catering. It's an easy pickup on your way out of town at either one of their two locations. The one in Middletown is right there on Shelbyville Road off the Gene Snyder. You've also got the one in St. Matthews on Hubbard's Lane. Very easy to get you. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a cooking-free tailgate. All right, make it easy on yourself. Stop at Salsaritas and enjoy it all. It, it's, it's simply the best. Yeah, that's a, that's a TJ promise. If you get Salsaritas for your tailgate, at a minimum, those chips are getting devoured. They're getting scarfed down almost instantly. Hey, so funny story about me not liking hot. You know, you all know those peppers that come in pizza boxes. Yes. Yeah, the peppuccinos. So, yeah, so I've never eaten one. So for whatever reason, last night I was I was all gung-ho, or I guess this was Tuesday night. I was gung-ho about it. I was like, all right, I'm just going to try this thing. And my roommate was like, well, you got to be careful. Sometimes they're juicy and, and they'll squirt everywhere or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to bite the whole thing then. Bit the whole thing. Yeah, my mouth was on fire. On fire. Did you? So would you do it again? No. No, I will never eat another one of those. I'm good. I'm good on the pepper life. They're not that hot, Justin. Like you, what are you, a girl or something? Like, 
Oh. I mean, I'm just a pansy, Roush. What do you want? Shit. What? I mean, girls can eat hot too. Yeah, girls can eat hot. It's 2022. Yeah. Wink, wink, Mister Piggy. I mean, just I, I, I just, I'm, I'm so disappointed in you, Justin. Peppercinos aren't even like that's the why they put them there. It's flavor. It's not even spice. Yeah, no, it was hot. Maybe and it might have had something to do with the fact that I ate probably, I don't know, thirty seeds in that bite. Maybe. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It was hot though. Oh well, welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, ninety-six one FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Game day edition, not UK game day edition, but a fun fun time for Big X Sports Radio and Kentucky Roll Call. Football season is here. We're gonna be out at Elk Run tomorrow for the golf scramble. Have some funny stories from there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, we got a whole another hour radio today, Roush, which is great news. It's great news because we haven't spent a ton of time talking about tonight's games. Uh, ten of them. I thought it was just nine. We have ten games. No, I, you know what it is. Uh, ESPN3, ESPN+. Plus. Either way, there's a dozen games you can watch on some sort of platform, whether you're streaming or whatnot. Um, the best part is that all of the big channels will be flooded with them. Uh, between 7 and 8 o'clock, right? The Backyard Brawl, as we alluded to in hour number one, starts at 7 on ESPN. That's where most eyeballs are going to be. But I do think there are some fun betting angles in both Oklahoma State, that, that's going to be on FS1, and uh, the Tennessee Ball State game. Uh, the Ball State team total got bet up from 13 to 15 in a couple of hours yesterday after it was released. People not big fans of the Vols defense already were like, no, I I, I know they're going to score two touchdowns, but will they score three times? I don't know if I'm willing to bet the three scores uh, for a bad Mac team. Or I don't want to say bad. They were ho-hum, went to a bowl game last year. But so that's something interesting. Like, how, are they going to cover that 35? Is it going to be a backdoor uh, possibility? Oklahoma State, though, versus Central Michigan. Uh, Gundy going for win 150. Uh, I know they lost some guys from that team that came up one place short of winning the Big 12. Um, but you, you might expect them to come out guns blazing uh, on opening night to score a ton of points. Week one, I think, is a good opportunity to make money. I think week two is probably the best opportunity to make money. And then the the dust starts to settle and people start kind of figure out which teams are which. But if you have a good hunch about a certain team whether positive or negative this is the weekend to go big and i've got yeah. some games that i like already. Ooh, ooh, tonight and tomorrow and all the weekend are, are you gonna you gotta save some for the pt's picks of the week right the unsponsored picks of the week grouse oh sorry sorry we should have done that today so we could have thrown these games in because <laughs> we just the thursday ones are so juicy yeah yeah but it's a friday tradition scoots good call you know that. Uh, I do like I do like some games tonight, and I really love the board on Saturday. How can you not with it being opening opening weekend? Uh, but I, I'm I hate saying it, Roush. I, I I think James Franklin and his team's gonna be pretty ready for this one. Uh, but, but why? Like you you just you just like James Franklin? Uh, I'm not against James Franklin, but I do think Penn State has a good deal more talent. So you get a team that's more talented, that has had months to prepare for this game. 
I, 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 I'm rooting for Purdue. I need to make that pretty clear. Right. You can put the knife away, pal. I just think Penn State's your your better bet tonight if you if you enjoy cash. Well, I would see. Here's the thing that the the argument is just talent, right? You're saying, hey, they have more four star dudes. Mm-hmm. Purdue lost their best player on offense and defense. There's there's some rebuilding to to happen here, right? Like, yeah, I would argue, a Brom's got his quarterback back. Uh, that's rare, but also since 2018, he's eight and three as a home dog. Uh, Purdue in this spot to open a season. Like it, I, I just I like the spot play aspect of it, right? Where this is where you get the guys fired up. You're going to have a sold out crowd. There's a ton of momentum from last season, and that that artificial momentum carries a lot of weight against a team that Penn State. Do you know what their record is over the last two seasons? What is it? Eleven and eleven. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, and I know Franklin got that extension, but uh, I don't know. It's it's also a dichotomy between coaches where it's like Franklin is this uh, – he's old school. We've got to have a thousand rules. we got to do things perfectly this way, the right way. Whereas Jeff's a player's coach, like, just don't get in trouble. You'll be fine. Like, do what you got to do, but I'm not going to make you have a curfew and a bed check and all this garbage. It, it's a, it's such a contrast in styles. Um, and – Ultimately, what it comes down to is, did Purdue do well enough at wide receiver in the transfer portal? They got that guy from Iowa. Uh, they got a couple other ones. If they have the talent, the the receivers there, like I'm, I'm taking Aiden O'Connell over uh, over Sean Clifford. I just am. I, I have a feeling Sean Clifford. He's going to have a very short leash. Uh, if you recall, Drew Alar was uh, a, a Kentucky recruit for a little bit, but Liam Cohen kind of got in there late. He was a top 50 player overall, one of the top five quarterbacks in uh, the country in last year's recruiting class. I'd, Drew Alar is going to be starting within a month. Uh, Clifford, he's been fine, but he's way too inconsistent and turnover prone. And I, I just think that short leash uh, on him will be in the back of his mind. And all it takes is one or two bad, bad turnovers to really turn this thing upside down tonight in West Lafayette. I wouldn't. I, I, I don't have any sort of love for James Franklin. I think he's. I don't think he's underrated as a coach, but I also don't think he's overrated as a coach. I think he's properly rated, as maybe Dwight Schrute would say. But uh, I, I still I like them giving three and a half to cover. You made all good points. I would love Penn State to not have a great year though, and it would be really funny too if Levis is in the Heisman discussion and Clifford just has kind of a ho hum year. Let them chew on that, you know. Yeah, that's got to be tough pill to swallow for Penn State fans. A little, I'm also- what, a little bit what we dealt with with having the worst season in UK basketball history and Jazang just going out and dominating. But uh, yeah, that is kind of similar. But the thing is, like we nobody wanted Jazang to leave, and I'm not saying that Penn State wanted Levis to leave, but they had chosen Clifford over him. Kentucky didn't really choose anybody over Jazang for the long term. He pandemic was happening. He wanted to get back closer to home, but that wasn't the most enjoyable thing in the world. Watching the UK struggle and Johnny Jazang just light it up night in and night out. So Penn State fans have to go through something similar that we went through. Oh shucks! Suck at Penn pain. State. I am going to miss out on my my Penn State. I'm going to be texting him probably talking smack throughout the day. But uh, our my Penn State correspondent, Lexington Alex Walker, is. Uh, 
He's leaving KYT to go to uh, the Orlando uh, news station. Uh, and it's it's bringing Lindsay Goff back into town. She was uh, once upon a time, didn't she come in the show like co-host or something? Yeah, well, she came in and did like a video feature on Trevor. Remember? Oh, that's right. Before he went to the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah, just like Eagles fan from Louisville gets lifelong dreams fulfilled. It was like a Scott's Tots thing. It was nice. Mm. I'm glad Lindsay will be back. I know she's wanted to get home, or it seems like she's wanted to get home, and uh, that's that's good. So uh, best luck to Alex, too. I don't think any relation yep. between Alex and myself. But uh, Actually, his last name isn't even Walker. That's his TV last name. What? Uh, yeah, his real name is Gilliland, but they when you're in TV, for a name like that that's kind of a mouthful, they're just like, no, that name's not good for TV. you got to change it. So he changed it. Well, Walker is a great name to change it to. He's welcome to join the Walker clan. <laughs> we'll be happy to have him. My bet of the night, though, Roush, from a value standpoint, take the Mountaineers. It's going to be a home game for them, even if it is in Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh having to replace one of the best wide receivers in college football, one of the best quarterbacks they've had yeah, in a decade. Yeah. I just feel like Pittsburgh's going to be taking a step back this season and people will realize it in week one. I don't get this line. Can you tell so, me at least why Pittsburgh's a seven and a half point favorite? I love the plus 250 you get on the money line from the Mountaineers, but help me out. Help me understand this a little bit. And, and what was, um, like, I was listening to Stanford Steve and the Bear talk about it, and they're like, you know, I'm, it's a stay away, but I at least know there are at least a, there's a few more known quantities. With Pitt, where you have at least the stability of the coach and the, but I, I'm 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 with you, man. Where I'm fading Pitt very hard this year. The talent they lost offensively, like as much as Pat Narduzzi, even though he came to Pitt as a defensive guy, they they've won games by outscoring opponents. Now, Neil Brown, on the other hand, I, I, if there is some uncertainty, it's that hey. He's not calling plays for the first time, and I think, oh, man, this it's like 17 years or something like that. Like, he's been calling plays ever since he was at Texas Tech before he went to Troy. Like, he he did play calling. Like, all of his stops along the way, because it went from Troy offensive coordinator calling plays to Texas Tech to Kentucky to Troy head coach. He's been calling plays the whole time. He's handing it over to Graham Harrell, who – was the play caller when JT Daniels was at USC. They were together. So now they're reunited. You feel like you get a little bit more um, stability in that aspect. I know there's some worries about the West Virginia defense, but I, so what? Like I, I don't have a lot of faith in the pit offense. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this game. The, the points uh, are way too tempting for me to turn away. A touchdown and a half. And even though this game hasn't been like a lot of these kids were, were children when this game was last played like that the energy it's going to be amplified it's probably going to be a sloppy really ugly football game mm -hmm. so as long as like i mean when that happens the turnover battle is, is going to tell you a lot um so i if, if if west virginia just goes and wins the turnover battle that they they're going to win this game yeah i um i'm rooting for neil brown this seems like a pressure pack game for him you lose this one, and it'll probably be 
he's already here in whispers. He's heard him probably throughout the off season. You lose this one, it's not getting your season off to the right foot, and it's putting a lot of pressure on you to overachieve the rest of the way. You win this one, he's going to be able to breathe easily at least for the next few weeks. And if they keep taking care of business, he'll be all right. It's it's a big game for our boy. So I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm root. I, I don't love West Virginia fans, all things considered, but rooting for the Mountaineers tonight. And I'll have some coin on that money line, that sweet, sweet money line that was so good to me last week with Northwestern. That was crazy. Mm. That was like a crazy – that was a crazy line for teams traveling to Ireland for a week zero game. It's also crazy that – I mean, I, that's such a good start to your gambling season. I would be kind of worried, TJ. No, you got to understand, I'm your unsponsored picks of the week champion. I don't oh, fear okay. anybody. I don't fear anything. <laughs> Especially not one Adam Suckett. All right. So um, bring it on. If you really want to get tasty tonight, uh FS1 at 1030, Fresno State is playing an FCS team and their <laughs> offense is awesome. Uh just I, I'm probably gonna just put a, a, a unit on that just to say like wake up in the morning and have some extra money in there. I think they're 39 and a half point favorites. So yeah. th- they'll put up a 50 burger probably. What's gonna be great is just having all my winnings from tonight at the golf course tomorrow and just like probably over betting, unfortunately, just like, you know, we had a big birdie. That's my sign that I need to bet the cards more to beat Syracuse. Boom, more money. Cause we'll be in Indiana. We'll be able to do that. True. That's true. Oh, I was also thinking that you might say, Oh, well now I'm going to bet Jacob $5 closest to the pin. We'll be doing that obviously throughout the day. <laughs> I'm not letting ex-intern Jacob best me on the golf course. That is the be- That is a fun thing for scramble teams is to have like little side games. Like, you know, who, who makes the most putts uh, closest to the pins? You know, Scoots, you and I, let's do some longest drives throughout the day. Just a little, you know, $2 who has the longest drive on this hole. Uh, we can also throw Roush in there, too, because to be eligible, you got to get it on the fairway. So it'll be a free two bucks for us. So. <laughs> I, I do like the uh, the putts, too. Like if you're, mm-hmm. you you barely get on and just trying to make it close, uh, that that's always a lot of fun, uh, closest to the hole. Um, I, 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 gosh, I'm sorry that we're this – is, this is a fun exercise, though, a fun activity where we're getting random Mitch Barnhart updates throughout the morning. Um, this are, These are the questions he's taking. Barnhart is asked about UK potentially getting a varsity equestrian team. <laughs> oh, man. Well, really, Kentucky should have an equestrian team. <laughs> I mean, they should. <laughs> like, like, if anybody's going to have an equestrian team, it should be UK. Damn it. Not the time or place, Mitch. But, yes, <laughs> like, when you think of equestrian mm. schools, I don't know why we send so many folks to Auburn. It's ridiculous. Like, let's, let's keep them home. I get it. That's a grad program. We're kind of talking apples and oranges here. But we should be just the number one equestrian everything. When you think of horses, it should be Mr. Ed and it should be the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Those two things go hand in hand. He what, was also, the other, uh, what was the other one he had about the indoor facility? Yeah, he said that uh, he's talking about facilities upgrades. was pretty blunt saying Nutter Fieldhouse was unsafe for football activities. Players could, would get hurt from going from the turf service to the track that surrounds it. And, like, he's he's being modest when describing that. Uh, what I tweeted out is true. Kentucky does not do three-step drop-back passes with their quarterbacks inside the facility because they don't want somebody to get hurt just dropping back to pass because that turf is so terrible. Um, I don't know if that's the place to pressure people to donate uh, or not. I don't know if that's the right setting, but he needs to be putting pressure on them to – to do that, to donate, to get that damn thing built as quickly as possible. 
He says, what's next for UK athletic facility upgrades? New indoor track facility, Nutter Fieldhouse renovations regarding football, new tennis facility, and Memorial Coliseum renovations. So John Calipari, basketball not listed. Hmm. Hmm. I'm eye-rolling so much, my eyes may turn into a tornado. Did you also um I we do gotta give a shout out to John Calipari. He's winning like we get these press releases all the time where it's like, oh, John Calipari wins uh award, and you're like, oh, okay, who cares? Um, but the award that he's winning, the Jefferson Service Award, this is given to just philanthropists worldwide. Here are some of the other recipients of the Jefferson Award. It was established by Jackie Kennedy back in the day, 50 years ago. Um, Arthur Ashe, Tom Brokaw, Bob Hope, Steve Jobs, John D. Rockefeller, and Oprah Winfrey. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an incredible company to be in. Um, Awards are not awards. I don't think John Calipari does it for the awards, but... We talk about it on the show. We don't need to butt slap any further. What he does off the court really is it's, incredible. It's, yeah. it's what we all should strive to try to give more, do more, be more. And he gets paid just ungodly amount of money to coach a sport, but at least he does good with it. At mm-hmm. least he does more than just be a basketball coach. And that doesn't mean he's – Above criticism on the court, there's just no excuse for losing to St. Peter's. There's no excuse to have the pandemic season that that they had, but there are things bigger than sports. And he is representing the University of Kentucky and everything that he does. And again, we're a goofy show that makes fart noises and does fun stuff like that. But it really is. It, it makes being a UK fan, I think, just like a slightly bit more fun, just knowing like, hey, this is a good dude. He's not a scumbag. He's not somebody night golfing or anything like that. He's a he's a good dude that does the best he can to try to impact and help other people's lives. And I think that's something that we should all strive for. I, I'm just shocked he won the award, Roush. Did they put in his little, you know, you probably have to send in why he should win the award and blah, blah, blah. Did they even mention that he talks down to fans in there? Because that could have eliminated him. Uh, you know what? That actually... Um... That was that was one of the cons. Uh, they almost didn't give it to him. <laughs> you know, we were going to give you the Jefferson Award, but ooh, we don't really like the way you answer injury questions. You so haven't we'll seen. Take him. that back. Sorry. Oh, you, you you haven't seen the Jefferson Award? No, you haven't. You're not getting it, John. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Congrats to him. And then whatever yeah, team cool. at UK helped come, you know, put that together to nominate him. That's something that. He'll remember national championships and and being the Hall of Fame head coach, but when he gets late in life, I bet that's something that makes right. him most proud. Ooh, we've got some breaking news. <laughs> yes, Brett McMurphy says Washington is the latest Pac school Pac twelve school to meet with the Big Ten about potentially joining the conference. Why would you go Washington over Oregon? Like with the well, connections, Oregon met with him a week ago. Apparently, too, I didn't even gotcha. realize that. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, those are the two that have been whispered, Washington and Oregon, to the Big Ten. And if I'm the Big Ten, I, I'm I'm trying to make that happen as soon as possible because that that's better for USC and UCLA to have some some friends out there on the West Coast. 
I just hope that the fact that they're settling maybe makes them makes the SEC more confident maybe about Notre Dame, maybe makes the Big Ten less confident about Notre Dame, maybe it has nothing to do with Notre Dame. But I want Notre Dame in the SEC, Roush, and I want it now. I will say that the more they talk about it and the less action they take, the less likely it is to happen because state senators and politicians are now wanting to get involved because they don't want to see uh, Washington and Washington State split up. They don't want to see Oregon and Oregon State split up. They want them to be – they want the the two state schools to be in the same conference. So the longer the longer they wait, the harder it's going to be because you're getting more cooks in the kitchen, right? That That's what's going to – prevent that from happening yeah that's a good point yeah don't let them make stupid laws that's the equivalent of like your parents or in-laws not letting you get a divorce like no hey if i want to move on somewhere else shut up i can you you're not you're not the boss of me anymore well mr congresswoman mrs congresswoman excuse me you're not allowed to tell me who i have to be partnered with get the hell out of here like i you know i've that would that would be annoying. I'm glad in Kentucky it's not like okay UK you got to add you got to join a conference with Louisville. You got to it's it's no. No, it, you know what it is. Johnny knows what this feeling's like. You got to bring your little brother with you. You know you can yeah, go. Right. But you got to take yeah, right. DJ with you. And he didn't, he's like, he didn't, he didn't uh, take me anywhere. Uh, we had a dog. We had a, we had a, our dog get hit by our car when I was like eight, and he was like twelve. And they were like, "All right, do you want to go say goodbye to your dead dog?" Like my mom was like, "Let's go." He didn't. He didn't even go see say goodbye. He was at a friend's house. Well, it couldn't even be bothered. Wow, that was pretty, that was wow. pretty traumatic for little TJ. Heartless. That'd be a good time for a big brother to kind of say, "Hey, you know what? This is the circle of life." Little Ruger had a good life. It's just unfortunate that a car had to hit him, and uh, you'll be okay, buddy. Nope, he was too busy playing at Zach Barry's house. So. Uh, thanks a lot, Johnny. I'm still traumatized through from from that. Is Johnny playing tomorrow? No, he he also couldn't be bothered with that. Another oh, example. Bad too, too good to support his brother. Yeah, too good to support. He, he says that his fantasy draft scrambles that day as if he he didn't get told about the big X scramble three months ago. So wow. Yeah, wow. He, he so he well, could play golf. He he can play golf once, but just not with his brother. not with me. Not yeah. not with not supporting his brother's business. No, absolutely not. You've you've talked about TJ how much better you are than him. Maybe he just didn't want the big X Nation to see that. That's probably what it is. He was probably just scared. I wouldn't doubt that. Didn't I could, be totally, could totally see that coming from him. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's get back to the Stored and Stacks line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scoots, I'll come spend some cold hard cash at your bar and I won't even take up a room. Just tell me where to bring the party. Come on. TJ will tell you. It's cool, cool setup. The texter says, Scooch truly does have no time. My man can't even get lunch. I don't know what that's in reference to. How you couldn't go pick up the golf stuff yesterday. Hmm. Got it. Can't do it today either. Ooh, we've got a, a, a texter submitted bet. I have a money line dog parlay for you. It's App State over UNC. East Carolina over NC State and Rutgers over Boston College. Thank me later. I can be talked into Rutgers over BC, but I actually think I'm going to be talked into uh, North Carolina beating App State by Adam Luckett. The, I, I, I'm a believer in the week zero bump, uh, TJ. Like you, you get some of the bad stuff out of the, the way. Uh, and I'm also, 
I just I, I do not like App State's quarterback. Chase Bryce, I think is his name. He's the former Clemson guy. Um two two first names. Yeah, you gotta go against that guy. Also, East Carolina's like a twelve or like they're pretty steep dog. So if that does hit though, Texter, like you're you're gonna be swimming in the cash flow, buddy. Yeah, I actually disagree with all of them, to be just totally <laughs> honest with you. The one that I'm most intrigued by is Rutgers, Boston College, but yeah. I feel like that's Spider-Man meme, those two teams. They seem super well, similar. The difference is Boston College has a good, proven quarterback, using kind of air quotes around that. And then for Rutgers, it's old Gavin Wimsett. Did you see the big feature he got on ESPN? I did not. I didn't read it. Um but it was from Pete Thamel earlier this week. Oh, Quote, he's a little bit of a unicorn. Of course. We got to stop using the word unicorn. Yeah, it's so bad. So bad. Um, but, yeah, people. Blame basketball players like five, James Wiseman, really. Probably the, the first one to that I heard using it. But do you think Rutgers will be all right? It seems like expectations are semi-low for them. They're They're right where they need to be where – it's probably fringe bowl, depending on uh, Wimsett and how good he is right away. Which I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. That'll be a fun game to watch. I don't know what time that game is or what it's, he uh, station it's on, but that'd be kind of just a fun one to have on the background or flip to. See, and that's why I would prefer if more games were played on that Sunday because Saturday you get a log jam like the, the noon slate. I'm pro- you, I, I might flip to it once or twice, but it's it's unlikely that I'm going to spend a lot of time on Rutgers Boston College, you know? Yes. Um, that, don't even get me started on the Sunday slate, or Monday for that matter. Yeah, like, freaking Georgia Tech. Who wants to watch Georgia Tech play football? Not Remember me. last year we had uh, good old U of L against Ole Miss. Oh, man. Just putting money in our pockets. Easiest money ever made. Good times. Hey, but UK's out-of-conference schedule is really bad, right? <laughs> Not everybody can get pummeled by 30 to SEC teams in the out-of-conference, can they? Wait, oh. Justin, does your bar not have cooks? We do not have cooks? No, it's not busy enough. I do it all. Cook and, and serve. So what if somebody ordered room service? Are you the cook? We don't have room service. What if somebody's in the room and they say, Mr. Scoots, I need you to bring me something? I will say I will get that started for you. You can come on down in about 15 minutes and pick it up. What if they say, Mr. Scooch, something really embarrassing has happened. I cannot leave my room. I have brought somebody to their room to their, Jesus, food to their room one time since I've been at the hotel. So you and, it was, and it was like my favorite guest of all time. And he tipped me $20 on top of it. So Wow. Okay. You aim to please. That much is that much is clear. Absolutely. Uh, oh my gosh, are we this due for a break? We are yeah, very. We need a break. break. Has a show ever gone by fast? Is there a radio show that makes time go by faster than this one right here? Nope. Absolutely insane. I mean, if you're just trying to kill two hours of your day, Kentucky Roll Call, we're we're the station for you. We're the radio show for you. This is KRC. We'll be back one final segment. We'll finish up the Thornton Stacks line. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Gale. Come on, baby, just pump it. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. We're gonna win. We're gonna win! 
Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile. While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll Nick Roush and Justin Kalen. Make sure if you're joining us out at Elk Run Golf Club tomorrow for the 9 o'clock shotgun start, the Big X kickoff scramble, it's going to be a blast. Make sure you don't forget your Shady Rays. You don't want to be the person out there not wearing your Shady Rays. Everybody's going to have them. They're polarized. They help you with the sun. They help you find golf balls better. I'm just making that up, but they do have shades for golf, so I bet they probably do have something like that. And you won't have any glares as you hit some of your your golf shots. Won't have the sun in your eye. Uh, We love Shady Rays. You can save 25% off at ShadyRays.com by using the promo code BIGX and just go to their website and see all the selections they have. They have the protection promise. If you're out there on the golf course, you accidentally step on it. One time, Roush and I played with some sponsors of Big X Sports Radio, and I sat, my big butt sat on some sunglasses, mm, broke tough. them, and they were not Shady Rays. They were actually very expensive sunglasses. And since then, I haven't bought expensive sunglasses because Shady Rays are better than them and significantly cheaper. And guess what? When I broke my pair of those sunglasses, they, was just, they were broken. That was that. Shady Rays, you break them, you lose them, they're stolen, you just want another pair. Very small processing fee. You get your whole order right there back again. They also help feed hungry folks all throughout America each time you buy. So they're giving back. We already talked about John Calipari and everything that he does. Shady Rays tries to help as well. ShadyRays.com, they're the perfect sponsor. They're the perfect partner for Big X Sports Radio. All right. Any other quick hitters we need to get to? Just we got to get to this Thornton text on because we got some great takes on here. Can't yeah, leave our fans hanging. We do. Fellow Steelers fan here, why camo terrible towel, Scooch? Can't even see it. Just blends into everything. That's a good point. Mm, very good point. good point. Although it's not like your typical camo. It's like Steelers color camo. Ooh. Steelers. Pretty awesome. I can't see it then. Y'all should check out Xbox Game Pass. Game Microsoft Microsoft makes come out their day one, um, which is huge because they just bought Activision, which makes Call of Duty and Blizzard, which makes Overwatch and World of Warcraft. Right. Uh, Texer, I think this is you're getting old to end the weeds. I just need you to, once college football's out, somebody just tell me which system to buy, and then I can start beating everybody again. But it's probably going to be a PlayStation. Justin, I'm not sure which Grand Thief, <laughs> Grand Thief Auto you were talking about yesterday, but the new GTA made bank, and their GTA Online game basically prints money. Forgot to mention that game past costs from 10 to $15 a month, go cats. I don't remember saying that that GTA game didn't make money, because it definitely did. And it <laughs> still a, is. There's a game pass? I think that's what he was talking about previously. We got multiple. Oh, I- so you just pay like a monthly fee and you get all the games you want. I think so. Gotcha. Okay, I did not understand what you were talking about, Texter. That makes more sense. Okay, if you're a big video gamer, that's definitely better than like having to spend what are video games nowadays? $70? They were always $60 when I was back buying them back in like 08, 09. They were $50 for a long time, which that was cool. Then they upped them to 60. Who knows what they're at that nowadays? Inflation. 
Thanks a lot, Uncle Joe. TJ, what did Justin make you for food when you stopped by the bar? Justin, what's the best food item on the menu? We talked about this yesterday. I didn't eat because the wife texted and she was like, hey, can you pick up dinner on the way home? I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to, our dinner's not going to be mozzarella sticks and reluctant grilled chicken salads. (laughs) Pizza is the best thing on our menu, by the way. Is it just frozen pizza? It is. What's the name of your bar, Justin? Plumley Bro may swing by. You never know. I work at a hotel. If you want to know, uh, hit me up because I'm not going to give them a shout out because they're not a sponsor. Mm. Wow. wow. <laughs> Fellas, talk about a situation. Last night, Plumley Bro number two just backed out of the golf scramble because he's going down to the lake early this weekend, but he's been committed to the scramble, scramble for over a month now. Thankfully, we found a fourth guy this late, but I made sure to give him an absolute earful. Can't sacrifice three hours of his day when he'll be on the lake for three full days. Absolutely pathetic and weak, and I just want to hear you all roast him. Wow, you got to twist his arm to go golfing before he goes to the lake instead of just going to the lake? What 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 a bad brother. Hey, probably bro too, suck it. You're the worst of the worst, man. People like you... I, I just, I have no tolerance. You made a commitment. You made a promise to your dear brother, no less, and some other people as well. And then you're breaking it just so you can have a few more hours at the lake. You're, you're getting the, you're having a dream weekend, you goober. You're getting to golf, especially with your bro and some friends. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting the lake on opening weekend of college football. So you'll have college football to help at the nights. You'll have the lakes during the day. You had started your weekend with a golf scramble. You're a piece of trash, buddy. That's the equivalent of not going to see your dead dog, Plumley Bro, too. It really is. I mean, it's basically apples apples and apples right there. Player 44, player A. Oh, there's a player. This is a blind. Ooh, a blind player. resume. Okay. Yeah. Player A, 44 receptions, 559 yards, 12.7 average, 47-yard rushing. Player B, 52 receptions, so eight more receptions, 461 yards, so uh, 98 yards more, nine yards per average, or no, 98 yards less, excuse me, and 240 rushing yards. So which one are you taking? You taking the one with the more passing yards but fewer receptions or the one with more receptions and more rushing yards? Because player A, Tavion Robinson from Virginia Tech, player B, Wandale Robinson from Nebraska. The the big thing there was the um, actually, if you just did blind resume, knowing the game totals, it does make things different um, because Wandale stats were only on eight games, so that that changes things up. But I did write stories about that yesterday uh, because or stories a story yesterday about Tavion wanting to not be just the next Wandale. You know, and as much as he respects Wandale, they are different players. And as good as Wandale was side to side, Robin, this Robinson might be better going downfield and creating big plays. No offense to Wandale, but how many times did he get caught from behind? Sort of deal. Like I don't, I don't think you're going to see that as much. Uh, very curious to see Tavion Robinson's home run hit ability in Week One because TJ, as much uh, as a fuss as we made about the new guys, he's we've kind of slept on 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 the new Mister Robinson. Yeah, I think we have. And I had the exact same like 
questions almost about Will Levis that I do about Robinson this year, where it's just like, I believe it. I think it's going to be good, but I once I just need to see it. And I even had some similar thoughts with Wandell uh, last season as well, but that was probably more directed at Levis, just making sure that he could do it and get it to Wandell. But it all worked out smoothly, and I think it's going to be similar this year. I don't think Tavion is going to have the same big playability maybe as Wandell, but I think he'll still be a really reliable piece that's going to, with the other guys stepping up and with the production that Robinson's going to bring to the table, the wide receiver room I'm not concerned about. Still want to uh, see it, though. Right, right, right. I, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Bullet uh, Beast here. I hey, Bullet Beast. Hey, Bullet Beast. I know that the play calling this weekend will be on the conservative side, but I can't wait for Scannamarello to let the chopper sing. I want to see... I want to see everything this offense has to offer. I also think we should put in Josiah Hayes' neck in short yardage goal line situations. Also, Roush, you used the word colloquially, and I don't know what it means, but it was beautiful. Uh, colloquially? It's like um, colloquialism is, uh, I don't know, it's just the way people say things. It's like, I, I, I don't know. I, You're not saying words you don't know what they mean, do you? No, I know what colloquial means, but I'm just trying to find a, a way, a good way to use it in a sentence or like an idiom that would describe a colloquialism. Like it's not proper. It's not proper to say things a certain way, but that's just the way people talk. So it's fine. It's like that country song. And it's just the way I talk. Who sings that one, Scoots? No idea. Live the way I talk. I don't. Chris Jansen, maybe? I uh, don't think so, but maybe. Now I got to look it up. All right, what's the next text? The next text is John here. Good morning to y'all. Morgan Wallen. Jesus, I'm disappointed myself. I was surprised. I was surprised, but I had to look it up myself, so who am I to talk? Hey, had a question. I have an older but still in good shape UK basketball jersey, and I was wondering, would that be okay to where the scramble is, or is there a dress code? I have golf shirts and shorts, so no worries. Just wondering if you could wear the UK swag. They give me some special powers like that Space Jam basketball. Got to go. Talk to you later. I am pro jerseys on golf courses, but I don't know how others feel. I I, I typically are in at different locations. So Elk, Elk yeah. Run actually just changed their uh, dress code to a more professional setting, um, but I don't know how that translates into scrambles john just wear bring the jersey but but have your nice clothes and then maybe once you get on the first hole you can pop the jersey on when you're there out you there on the course yeah but let, let's all you know let's all be nice guests to our friends at elk run and take care of it and, and and look like we uh like we're supposed to be out there not that a jersey would change any of that i'm talking more no no shenanigans uh no throne says one texture i don't I, I don't know what the deal is people have been texting me nonstop. Uh, I don't. I, I don't you can know just Roush, blame it on me. I'm I don't know if Roush is done with it. If it's dead. If it's ever coming back. Um, are you getting some pressure for some some people above you that you got to kick quit it or what's the deal? No, no. I just uh, like scoots. No time. And in uh, part of it, is I, I don't. I don't have a sense of urgency to do it. I have a sense of urgency for some other things. Um, like for example, last night I set two mouse traps, and one of the mouse traps when I got up this morning was on the other side of the room behind a couch. I don't know how it got there. Don't ghost. know what happened. Don't know if it was a ghost. Don't know if the mouse moved it. Um, the peanut butter was still there. So I, 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 I'm, yes, very shocked. Did Duke have a bunch of peanut butter on his face when you woke him up this morning? He did not. 
Mm, I, don't know. I have no idea who it could be. Uh, but I guess RIP to Thrones Radio. We had a good we had a good run. <laughs> I loved every second of it. And, uh, you know, just blame Roush for that stuff. There's zero logic for doing something wrong just because it's been done wrong for just just because it's been done wrong for doing it a long period of time. Come on, Texter. That's tough. All caps to that's a tough one to read. The Texter goes on to say the United States did slavery for a long time, too. But I think we're all happy that change. LMAO. I love but the but my war. What an awful take. Did you really have to go back to slavery, though? For right. That? He's God. he's calling me out for an awful take, but he's comparing something I said about the college football playoff to slavery. <laughs> yeah, like that please, is an awful true. take. To the Texans' defense, he's not comparing those two things. He's just he's making a point that just because yeah. something's been done for a long time doesn't mean it needs to be continued. Which is a good point, but it's like, uh, man, there's a lot of other examples of that flavor you could have gone to. <laughs> like the old food pyramid. Remember when they used to be like, eat bread nonstop? You just right, yeah. Eat bread in you. And then now they're like, okay, maybe not so much bread. Let's all just chill out a little bit. Man, Rash, we couldn't go into a cafeteria without seeing 16 food pyramids throughout the throughout the cafeteria. More of the mustache uh, promos, too. Oh, the milk mustache. Yeah, those, those two things. Great. You yeah. saw them everywhere. Pretty a texter awesome. says... Does Scoots offer Red Rockets at his bar? I think that's just at Old Capital. Old Capital, yep, that's it. I'm not taking Big Bill's drink. He made a old fashioned yesterday, and he was like, "Well, that's a sixteen dollar drink." And I was like, "What? <laughs> it's a sixteen dollar drink?" It was great. And all it is is what, um, like, sugar right, bitters, I, water, and bourbon. Yeah, right. So like, you're paying double just for bourbon, sugar, water, and bitters. Well, he got the most expensive bourbon we have. He make, he got it with Woodford Double Oaked. That is a good one to make it old fashioned with, though, because it's pungent. Yep. So, you know, in the, the sweet kind of offsets the, the spiciness, you're calling them. I've had some people reach out to the Big X Golf Scramble email. You will pay at the course. If you emailed and you heard back, we got you down. If you emailed and you didn't hear anything back, then maybe reach back out to me either through the email or through the Twitter. But you'll pay at the course. We'll be doing the show out there starting at 7. So you can get out there anytime between seven and nine. And then we're starting at nine though. So don't be late. Very important date. If the college football playoff goes to 12 teams would prefer the NFL system where they reseed after the first round or just a straight bracket. That's a good question. Hmm, I'd say straight bracket. Yeah, I do too. Just because reseeding hurts my brain. I want to fill out brackets. Um, uh, More bracket filling out the better. Everything comes back to UK's self-interest. Most likely, UK is probably not going to be the one or two seed if they do make the college football playoff. So if they're the 12, 11, 10, and they upset somebody first round, I want the easier draw, baby. How is wrestling still popular is the real question. Agreed. Are there really that many dweebs out there watching it? Every time they start talking wrestling on other shows, I just have to turn it off. Just so cringy. Grown men be seem to be so into fake wrestling to each their own i guess but we also do a podcast or at least we used to do a podcast <laughs> on a fake tv show about dragons and lords and knights and stuff yeah. like that so maybe i'm not one to talk in that front but i am surprised by like i just it was kids that used to like wrestling except these kids have grown up and they still like wrestling that's okay i don't care it's just not for me though especially when they complain about how bad it is now you know what i mean yeah it's like why are you watching it Seems like we have four starters at inside linebacker, one texture says. Obviously, Jones and Square are your starters, but Wallace might be the best athlete on defense, and DJ has had games where he's led the team in tackles. 
With right out at least one game, do you think we see some formations with three or four of those on the field? Possibly a Wallace lined up on an outside blitz? Uh, no texture. Part of the as much as I would have liked to them experiment some with him at with with Trevin Wallace at outside linebacker, they've been focused on just they don't want to put too much on his plate. They don't they want him to play without thinking. And if you start throwing more positions at him and stuff, he might be thinking too much. I, I just think they'll rotate in regularly because those old guys. They are older guys. Injuries take their toll. Uh, they're going to do their best to keep them fresh throughout the season. There's a good football question and a better football answer from Nick Roush. Uh, one texter says, music has absolutely sucked all week. Do better, Dingus. You've sucked all week. Do better, texter. Wow. <laughs> Those are literally sweet peppers. They have no heat. Disagree. My mouth is on fire. <laughs> Scoots, you're doing it all wrong. You're supposed to bite the end of the pepper and squirt the juice all over the slice. Anyways, go cats and suck it, Roush, you liar. <laughs> the more you know. Now I know for next time. Texters are getting feisty. Must be <laughs> football season. Scoots, stay with your unique music choices. Why you guys want to be clones of everyone else's beyond me. Scoots does a good job. Keep it, keep it, it, it. I think maybe they meant keep it up from a daily listener. Thanks. What do you mean we want to be everybody else? We Is there like a set music list that other radio stations <laughs> play? We just, Scoots, I like his music nine out of ten times. I do think he needs to do a better job of like, hey, Today is a pumped-up day. We're going to get the music to match. And then if it's just kind of like a mellow Tuesday, then, yeah, do all the sad country songs that makes everybody miserable. I, I just had I just had my days mixed up. Yeah, I, you, I'm scooched. I wasn't thinking about all job. Kentucky tomorrow. I was thinking about just pump up tomorrow. So thanks it, for calling me. Hey, no, you, you do a great job, buddy. How strong do Scoots make those hotel bar drinks on a scale of a splash of booze to a roofie colada? I'm looking for a stout drinky. It's closer to a roofie colada. Okay, roofie colada. What okay. the hell? No, he does not. It, the, the joke. It's hold, not the, hold the roofie. It's 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 not. He's this is a bit for a radio show. Scooch pours his drinks as the law allows. I use a jigger, is what he's saying. Okay. Gators getting plus three. No way Utah comes into the swamp at night and gets the win. Get rich, folks. Maybe that'll be one of my picks on the unsponsored picks of the week tomorrow. You never Isn't know. Isn't that at Utah, though? It's at Florida. Ooh. At Florida, yeah. Gotcha. In my defense, I didn't take TJ anywhere because he was a nerd, and that dog was very dead and wasn't going to hear my goodbyes. Jonathan, you're just... <laughs> you're just, you're just, you know, poor Ruger. Probably looking down on you, cursing you left and right. He should be. Some say you're the one that left the gate open, too. Hate to be, hate to bring up wow. something that's twenty-two years old, but a lot of people are wondering. A lot of people are wondering. Wow! Blamed it on the killer dog that came through and left the gate open. Yeah, bet. Uh, Texter says, "Geez, after that story, I think we found TJ's rosebud." No, no, that'd be my <laughs> that'd be my parents' divorce. <laughs> uh, it's a good reference, though. Uh, tuned in late. Where exactly to Scoots Ten Bar? You gotta you gotta DM them. No, slide into those Texter. No shout outs. Johnny here. My fan, uh, what is it like your 13th text of the show today, Johnny? Move on. Go do some appraisals. My fantasy football golf scramble is every Friday before Labor Day. It's been that way for 10 years. Move your all's date next year and you'll get to see Johnny nuke some drives. Was hitting 270 yesterday. That's just carry, folks. You're so full of it. You weren't hitting 270. And secondly, good. I hope you're never, the big X scramble is always going to be this Friday. It, that's, that's set in stone. So if we never have your presence there, so be it. 
what's the Scoots bar food menu? I'm getting Stover's mac and cheese vibes. No, nope, no mac and don't, cheese. Don't you ever disparage Stover's mac and cheese. No Best kidding. mac and cheese out there. Absolutely. Wish we had mac and cheese on the menu. Go get some Stover's. It's super easy. They've got the, the Stover's now in like the Easy Mac cups. It used to take six minutes to cook. Now it's down to two. That's oh, how you know man. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Big time. Would Scoots go up and fluff someone's pillow in David Spade voice? Absolutely that's, not. That's from Billy Big Blue. To fluff your pillow? <laughs> Thank you for doing it. <laughs> a married man going solo for a meetup at a hotel bar. That story could have gone so many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Any good across the river food recommendations? Feel like getting some food from a place I can make bets. Man, there's a lot of a lot of places in downtown Jeff. Uh, Parlor's got a good TV set up. It's pizza. It's hard to mess that up. And then they had the game yard next door. So th- those are that's a, a nice little spot. What's what's the other the chicken place too? That's down there. Cluckers. Cluckers. Cluckers yeah. is great. I love Cluckers. I'm a, I'm a fan of theirs. The two places you mentioned, Roush, are great. One thing I'll tell people that do that, because I've fallen victim yeah. to this. You can be too brewery? close to the river. Yeah, where's the new brewery? That's, Upland. Uh, it's the old uh, Buckhead. Yeah. Right? yeah. That place is awesome. Their food is great. I, I've got Bloomington nothing, Brewery. I've got nothing good things. I've got nothing but good things to say about that place. But as Roush mentioned, if you're too close to the river, the geotags yeah. don't work. So I would almost suggest where Roush is saying that's far enough from the river where you'll be good. One way around it is if you can connect to the to the place Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi but yeah. that's an issue sometimes too. So go up, go like maybe exit one. Don't go exit zero. Or or if you're off the east end, check out Harbor and Hops. Harbor and Hops. Never even heard of it. A texture says, if you in Thrones Radio, then I hope mice finish you off like the crabs in the step zones. I have so much <laughs> to say about all that stuff, you all, but I guess I'll just never get to do it. Uh, Texas says, used to is Kentucky Thrones Radio finish. It's dead. Roush hates it so much. I I, I put it out of its misery. No, we haven't made it. We just just didn't do one this week. Just broke a promise. (laughs) I cannot wait. Uh, The last texter says, Twitter is testing the edit button. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make like tweets and then get a ton of retweets and likes and then go edit it back to say something naughty. Ooh. And then say, look how many people liked a naughty tweet. It, it, am I weird that I just don't want an edit button? Like, Man, if, it's that, people, if it's that bad, just delete it and re, and, and fix it. Of all know? people that should want an edit button. hey <laughs> oh, You know? Suck it, suck it, DJ. Man, I, I'm fired up for tonight, though. And I'm uh, the one to talk. I'm joking. Fired, fired up to see you all at the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble tomorrow. If I'm a little worse for the wear, sorry. Blame it on the college football, not the, the alcoholic beverages. Um, but I love you people, and I'm I'm so happy, so happy that college football is back. It's back, and then we get to see all your pretty faces tomorrow at Elk Run. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bring some uh, bring some dollars. We're going to have some raffles. You could be walking out of there with some cool, cool oh, prizes. I'm very excited for one of my raffles, too. It's, yeah. Uh, Do you all have your raffles to go? Oh, I'll text you all about that stuff. We're out of time. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the college football tonight. We'll be back at 7 a.m. tomorrow live at Elk Run Golf Club to do some Kentucky roll call and preview the Cats versus Miami. It'll be our game day edition of the show. ARC on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Jeff Caleb. Big disgrace, waving your back.